Hey there, Mike. Hello, mate. How you doing today, sir? Um, I'm very good. How are you? All right. Uh, we actually started this conversation a little bit beforehand, and mm. uh, you know, and one of those moments we have these often where we we you know, we pick up, we say hi, you know, on the Skype and everything else, and we launch into this conversation, and within a matter of seconds, it gets highly interesting. It's and then, because uh, we talk, our hobbies are the things that, the, that we talk about on the show, so. And yeah. our passion, so we just start talking about these things because we're friends. So yeah. it just starts. Yeah. Well, and then somewhere like, you know, 30 seconds to five minutes in, suddenly it dawns upon one of us that, you know, we should probably be recording <laughs> this. And so we stop and we do. So we're in the middle of this uh, really interesting discussion. Um, you were talking about the. Um, the the metro ui microsoft's metro ui yeah um i'll, I'll mention to you because I'll, I'll obviously if anyone that follows me on twitter um they would have seen me sort of tweeting my thoughts so as i was watching the um the user jensen harris he was doing the the great great traits of metro ui or something towards towards that effect and i said that in a way he kind of reminded me of steve jobs not in his presentation style or anything like that, even though he was a very good presenter, in my opinion, um, better than most people that you see presenting for technology companies. He was watchable for an hour and a half, which is difficult <laughs> at best. Um, and he, I said that he reminded me like Steve Jobs because it felt like that he was running the Metro team in the way that Steve ran the Macintosh team where it was like kind of separated from Microsoft and they were trying to do something to revolutionize the company against the Windows team hmm well and you know I think and I think we've discussed this before at some point I mean this is one of the problems with Microsoft right is that it just all seems like all of these disjointed parts that could really make like a nice hole or I shouldn't say couldn't make a nice hole together. But one of the things I, I, I was thinking is that, and we've mentioned this before, this is one of the things that separates Apple from from so many other companies and allows them to succeed because they have no problem with the idea of cannibalizing themselves mm -hmm. and risking it all on something that seems crazy at first, but, but they put all their chips into it and that's what makes it, makes it ultimately successful. And it seems like Microsoft is like that. Like they've got connect and they've got, Metro, and they've got um, you know this great R and D division that's doing fascinating work, and they've got um, they've got all these pieces in place. By the way, some of the fascinating work I'm, I'm speaking of is, um, uh, I'm not sure if if the idea for Evernote came out of this or if the guy is using Evernote or whatnot, but like one of their researchers is in this kind of. Um, He's doing this project of trying to record every aspect 
of his brain, basically trying to create a, di- a digital brain and a digital memory um, that uh, so he has a camera that he wears is built into his glasses. So everything he sees is recorded. Everything he hears, he's got a microphone, he's, is recorded. He, wow, that's you weird. know, he, you know, he. You know, every document, every email, all of this stuff that he creates digitally is backed up. All of this stuff, if you, you know, write something down on a piece of paper, he scans it, you know, which, which, you know, and that's, you know, a secondary backup to the fact that if he's writing something down, his, he's looking at it and the camera's capturing it. You, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone he meets and there's facial recognition driven into this. So, you know, so he can recall, um, you know, Barry and bring up, all the video with Barry in it and all of the conversations and all the emails and all of the – you get what I'm saying, right? Um, I mean, fascinating stuff. Seems like a lot of work. It kind of reminds me of the Justin TV guy. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a way, I suppose, yeah. But um, that's – But my is- point is they could they could pick one of these and go completely like – just say, okay, we're going to bet all of our chips on this. We're going to, okay, we're going to throw everything we know about Windows. We're going to bet all of our chips on Metro. Yeah. Um, so where I agree, I do agree with that. However, right, so I was thinking about this. And I've been reading some stuff about it. And from a personal standpoint, um, and we were lucky enough to have Thomas Brand of Egg Freckles on the episode of The Row Show where we got to discuss Metro. Um, he was very, very, very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. And the more I've been thinking about it, listening to all stuff that he said, um, reading stuff that like Gruber's been saying, yes, Apple have the balls, that probably is the right word to use, um, however crude, to, to, to cannibalize themselves and to just say, right, okay, we're drawing the line. Like they've drawn, they're no longer supporting PowerPC. Um, that's probably the most recent thing. Like all the security, the, the most recent security update that Apple did, um, there is no PowerPC version of that. So mm-hmm. it's it now. And I think it's cause, because it's Snow Leopard up, so you've got to be on Snow mm-hmm. Leopard. Yep. Um, we we criticize them and we're quick to criticize Microsoft because they're still probably supporting, well, they're still supporting XP, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's because companies like mine are still using it. They, as much they, they can't just start over I think that Metro if they're doing it right is this this first step so we all say well my Windows is still underneath therefore fail and and <laughs> I think we're all we're all guilty of doing that and even in the tweets that I was saying you know I, and I, I still believe that because Windows is still under there it's still going to suck because Windows is still there being crappy Windows but because they can't cut the cord. They just can't because their market share is too large. Apple can only do that because their market share is smaller. And the, and people that buy Macs will be more willing to buy another Mac um, within a couple of years than a massive, massive multinational company that has got thousands and thousands, may I say maybe even millions, of machines all over the world running Windows. They can't. They, just, they can't be like Microsoft. Yeah, many can't of just them be like, still oh, running XP. <laughs> yeah, my company still runs XP, uh-huh, and yeah. because there's this, you know, it's such a large company, and we have to be so security conscious. That is what we know. It's what we're safe on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of, Microsoft can't ignore those businesses. Well, and I, 
don't know if I agree with that necessarily. Okay. Um, or to say that there's not another option, uh, a second right answer, as it were. Um, why can't, in the same way that at its heart, Mac OS X is, is a foundation, it is a building block, um, it, is, it is a keystone, um, so that the Mac OS X that Lion is built upon is the same Mac OS X foundation that iOS is built upon. Two completely different kind of uh, uh, you know, operating systems and, and, and ideas and, and, and ways of working, um, but built on the same base. Why, why not say, okay, for Windows Phone and tablets, we're going to stop the silliness of calling them slates and stop the silliness of ignoring even saying the name iPad. Mm. It's ridiculous. Um, and say, these are going to be Metro devices. There's not going to be any Windows here. I think that that now see this is this is another thing and and I think that in a way they are doing this and, and they're just not giving this information out fully yet. There's a lot of talk that um, Microsoft have decided that they're going to be incorporating ARM and we heard this quite a while ago and they said Windows will run on ARM. Uh, well, so, yeah, will run on ARM. We're going to be using ARM processors um, and they continue to use Intel as well. But from what it appears is that obviously the Intel processors are running the x86. Architecture, which obviously the ARM processors do not, and it's being said that Win that Metro will only run on ARM. Oh, sorry, that ARM will only be able to run Metro, and they're not going to be doing any sort of emulation. Therefore, hmm. any slates that they make, I mean, because putting an Intel Intel Core i5 chip is absolutely ridiculous. They're not going to do that into a release slate, that in my opinion. Or if they do, they will be extremely high end. Nobody will buy them because they need fans in them, and that's just a joke. They will probably release ARM slates. That's why they're using ARM is because that's the that's the processor architecture that they're going to be putting into slate devices and into netbook devices. So they run better, you know, because it's they're mobile mm -hmm. processors. Mm -hmm. So and what's being said is that Metro is going to be is will only run. Sorry, I keep saying it the wrong way around. You won't be able to run Windows 8, the Windows part of it, on the ARM devices. So okay. that so Metro will be. So where, where Metro on the desktop, where there's Intel processors, you have the choice. It would appear that on anything mobile or small, you won't. Hmm, so where they're, they're only doing, I feel that they're only doing the unification so it gets people more used to using the Metro UI because they have to handhold people on desktop into getting there. Hmm. I mean, Okay. Well, I seem we'll like see. a bit of a Microsoft fanboy at the moment, which I'm definitely not. But well, I've, just, I've just been doing a lot of thinking about it, and, and I agree with the, the, the route that they're taking. I think that they've made some good decisions. I'm very impressed by the UI and the underpinnings. Like, the contracts thing is incredible. That is... That is that's just horrible to say. I feel dirty saying it. That is so much better than the way that Apple is dealing with this stuff. Mm. It really is. Like, the idea that, that apps can just talk to each other so like think of an app like reader 
where it has where the developer has to integrate services. So if they want to tweet, if they want to send an email, if they want to post it to Evernote, they have to integrate that themselves. Yeah. On with the Metro, all they need to do is say it's just implement the share contract, and then any um, other app that that has the opposite end of that contract can use it. I just think that when I was watching the things with watching the presentation, I was very impressed. But in the same vein, it's ages away from release Apple could already have something in the pipe well and to a, a certain extent uh, they do um, in iOS 5 right I mean the you know the deep Twitter iteration is an example of a, yeah a similar idea yeah but it's only one app so far yes but yes I don't think there's going to be any more in, in the immediate release of iOS 5 just because of the way Twitter works. I'd, I'd be surprised. There may be, but I'd be surprised. I'd, and as well, I think to, to, to truly implement that... Um, so let's say, for example, there was there was some other service, let's say, and there was say there was two more services and they both used the photos you could share to the photos. It would the, the, the selection window would be too large for the iPhone because you know if you go to if you go to a photo in the camera roll and you press the little share button and it slides up with like email copy etc that already now with the tweet button feels like three quarters of the page so yes there could be you might know something that I don't but um, well I don't know anything but uh, I guess here's my thought on it iCloud yeah okay. Yes. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I do, but it feels like that's one login. If you know you build into, if you build iCloud support into your app, boom, apps can now do a very similar sort of thing. It's kind of re- relying on a file structure that kind of isn't there because this is another thing that that they're using in Metro, something called Picker, where if you have um, a photo in an application you can go into like a tweet a twitter application and just use the picker to pick it out of that application even though they don't talk to each other because it all goes into this file system repository but on right, metro right. On, but on metro you can view that file system and and sort it yourself which you can't yet do on um on ios and even from what we've seen of iCloud, it's kind of it just goes into this ether right um, and I think part of that is Apple's increasing um, move towards making the file system disappear, making it not mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, obviously that's a very different uh, approach than Microsoft has. And as well, like you're saying, with with what I mentioned about iCloud, this is obviously only iCloud version one, and will probably be in at least version two before Metro comes out. So, mm, I mean, if not, if not many more, because I'm sure that that Apple have some ideas for iOS and for macOS ten, which are extreme, and for, and for iCloud. Yeah, and for iCloud. Yeah. You, As a matter of fact, I would I would say that uh, I would not be surprised. I mean, iCloud is is ultimately the start of something so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And I've I've said this for a while, and I believe it for a while, and I still believe it to be true. 
Um, it is just the beginning. Um, we're just seeing a, a, a first step in what iCloud can bring to the table. And yeah. I think a lot of what you're seeing in Metro, um, and or at least the things that you have mentioned um, with that sort of thing, is just the beginning of what we're about to see rolled out with iCloud. I don't know if it'll be there on day one, um, but the beauty of iCloud is because it's you know in the cloud. You know, Apple doesn't have to necessarily you know roll out this stuff in you know big product announcements or anything like that. You know, this support can kind of just show up. Mm-hmm. And it's and, yeah, you know, Microsoft is showing off something that is is ways away and i'm yeah. sure if we saw what apple were doing that's ways away then i would be probably even more blown away i don't doubt that well and you know i mean then that's another one of the big differences between them right exactly you will never see what apple is doing Mm-mm. ways away <laughs> yep. it's interesting is- how how especially developers accept that <laughs> well once again, it's, it's just such a difference in, in styles and such a different in just the core beliefs of the company, right? Yeah, and yeah. that Microsoft is somehow operating under this mentality that, that, that they're, they're so big and bad that even though they'll show you what's under the kimono, no one could actually grab what's under there. You know, mm-hmm. and Apple's like, you know, we'll show it to you when it's perfect and it's ready and it works and we it's released. You'll see it when it's released. And not only will we not show you what's under the kimono because, well, the kimono ain't ready yet and it's not perfect and we only want to show you things that are done, but also... We don't want to telegraph to all of our competitors what we're planning to do in two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> are, are you crazy? You know, that's how, I mean, this is how they are just dominating in so many areas is that they don't show this stuff. And so when it comes out, you know, they're two to three he- years ahead of everybody else. Because they haven't, sh- they didn't show you, th- show you it two years ago, right? Exactly. <laughs> I just, I don't understand this, this mentality. Why? I, I don't understand why other companies don't, don't get this. You know, that even even though this stuff was developed in the past, it feels like the future. And the only reason it does is is that level of that level of uh, opaqueness and secrecy. Secrecy. I agree. I think that Microsoft feel that they've got to show something, so because they can't, they can't drum up that hype like Apple can. Um, but then it's kind of a vicious circle, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I think also, you know, they've got, 
you know, they do have companies, uh, big installations, breathing down their neck saying, what are you going to do in response to all of this cool stuff? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can tell you for a certain that there are major, major companies um, that are being absolutely infiltrated right now mm-hmm. by iOS. I mean, just completely like besieged by it. <laughs> like, like they can't stop it. Like the IT departments cannot stop the onslaught of they iOS. They really want right? to, <laughs> and they well, they would like to. Yeah. They would really like to, right? Because, um, well, quite frankly, many of these IT departments um, have built up these little thiefdoms, and they want to be able to control the technology. And quite honestly. Um, you know, they're, they've spent years acquiring the certifications, the Microsoft certifications and the A++ and all this other stuff, you know, to basically guarantee these little thiefdoms of control. And all of a sudden they're waking up to a, to a world where it's the wild, wild west <laughs> and where their CEOs and, and you know, CIOs and, and CTOs and COOs are walking into the boardroom with these iPads and calling the IT department and saying, hey, make this work. And what's the IT guy going to say? No? Yeah, he has <laughs> no know? choice, does he? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you're fired. Find me someone who can, you know? <laughs> um, and, and I mean, they're just being besieged right now with this stuff. Yep. And Microsoft knows this. And Microsoft knows that these are Trojan horses. These are simply Trojan horses to break down the walls, to get behind the walls, so that these companies will eventually switch to Mac. <laughs> yep. And they're doing so. And they're doing so in numbers that you would not believe. And no one is really, like reporting this stuff i've said this before on this podcast i've written it before time and time again it is the untold story of what ios is doing um or i shouldn't say untold it's it's not often told um you know i can you know tick off uh companies that you know apple has been trying to uh you know break into on a large scale for years and and with no success until iOS came along. And so Microsoft has to show something. These companies, these, these, these you know, IT managers are running to Microsoft saying, oh, my God, Apple's coming. What are you going to do about it? And Microsoft has to show them something. Yeah. That's to show that yes, we're in this we're we're in this game too. Even though we're not in this game yet, we're going to be there soon-ish. And you should just wait for 2 years. And uh you know how that will go over. Um, <laughs> but I mean I these are really interesting times in which we live. I'm I'm finding all of this very fascinating. Very very fascinating. It's good that they're trying to compete more competition is good for consumers. Simple, oh, there's no simple question fact. about it. Yep. Like, you know, I'm seriously excited about the uh, uh, alleged, uh, purported, reported by M.G. Siegler uh, Amazon tablet. 
um, sort of reading sort of device, whatever it's going to be. Interested to see that then. I mean, it, it. I mean, if it is at all what's been reported, I think it's fascinating. And I, while I don't necessarily see it as a quote-unquote competitor to the iPad, um, it certainly is an alternative. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that that people don't really have right now is that the is not just that the iPad doesn't have any competition. It's also that there really is no alternative device. And I think that the Amazon tablet will, f- first of all, um, uh, as I said in my disruptive piece, you know, the problem with all of these other, um, you know, iPad, you know, two T O O sort of folks like you know the touchpad, the Zoom, you, know, you name it, um, is that there isn't a market for those devices. There's a market for the iPad, right? And there there still isn't any such thing, really, as a tablet market. There's an iPad market. Yeah, exactly. And and that these companies should should invest the time. Um, and create a market for, and then come out with a device to meet the needs of that market. Um, that's exactly what Amazon has done in this case. Hmm. They already have a market. That market is the existing owners of Kindle and those who want one but haven't pulled the trigger yet. Okay, And I would say that that market also includes, as you know, many iPad users. I would say that half the people I know personally that own iPads also own a Kindle. And I don't believe that there is anything that would preclude those people from dipping again and getting whatever this Amazon tablet is that's not quite the iPad but is better than the Kindle. And especially at the price. Especially if they get the price right, yes. I mean, because here's the thing. <clears throat> yeah, you know, the current, uh, you know, the low point of the current uh, Amazon Kindle price-wise is $114 and 139 for the, kind of the, the version that everybody wants. <clears throat> you know, 140 bucks. I'm going to make this argument. Less than $200, it's disposable. Yeah. It is disposable. You don't think about the fact that, oh, I just bought one of those. Mm-hmm. You have no problem buying another. You don't even think about a purchase that is sub $200 in most cases. I mean, it's a sad statement of the you know, state of our world and that you know, perhaps that's you know, part, of, part of the problem that uh, we are in the current economic crisis we are. But, <laughs> yeah, it's disposable. 100 bucks, disposable. 130 bucks, yeah, it's disposable. Uh, I've already told my wife, who is an avid Kindle user, right, avid reader. She reads so much. And I've already told her that if that thing is out before Christmas, you know what you're getting for Christmas. I'll just buy you one. I'll buy you one right now. Sign unseen. I will buy you because you are exactly the sort of person who this is built for. Yeah. Where an iPad would be too much and the Kindle is perfectly fine. But if you had email and a browser too on top of that reading experience, 
that would be just enough, right? It fits that just enough well, at, sort of niche. At the moment, it doesn't have an email client, but well, you know, you hope that someone will at least make one. Is you would that? hope so. Mm. You would hope so. You would hope that someone would make one. Maybe, who knows, we're talking about something that is unreleased and has only been seen by one inter- intrepid reporter who works for uh, um, shitheads. So, yeah. Um. Well, who knows Who knows where it will be? Um, I'm just blazing right over that. Who knows where it will be by the time this show comes out? I mean, because yesterday, like when yeah. we record, which is 20th um, September, the Amazon App Store just magically started working on my Nexus S. Right. Oh, interesting. It hadn't before. It said it ah. wasn't available in my region, and it started downloading apps yesterday. Interesting. So they, and, and apparently, mm. it sort of, then it's, I saw it being reported, and they, uh, all across the world, it, they, they were just opening their doors, but not telling anyone. Huh. Interesting. There you go. So it's coming. See all the things I miss by, you know, being a hermit? and uh, We'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we should get to that. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, I've got some thoughts there. But we'll talk later, I yes, guess. Yes, we will. Cheers. <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Cheers.